2: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is that you're listening or watching this latest episode of Turfcast Podcast with me, Joe Revan, and my amazingly brilliant, wonderful friend, Simon Townley. Is More, like, better? You. More yeah. like you. More like you. I do, yeah. I, do, I, do, I do these things for you, mate. I do these Best things problem. for you. Happy, How are you? Yeah. You right. Yeah. Happy uh, birthday, Turfcast, Joe. Happy birthday for yesterday. Yeah. Thank you very much I think there's an issue though mate I, I haven't received your present or your card I think they must have got lost in post it's Lockdown. Lockdown, oh, Lockdown, down my eye Royal yeah, Mail still yeah. delivering mate uh, Royal Mail still really delivering
3: are, but I, I ordered off, um, off What's he called that?
2: Moonpig? crest. Ordered or ordering in panic
3: tonight? I've ordered, I've ordered for Valentine's Day 50 quid It's not for me
2: yeah, Oh no
3: no Yours is on its That's way well. though yeah, of course it is. Of course it's, it is. To
2: be, it's on its way when I come and give it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 21 years young yesterday, though. As, as they say, that's what you say <laughs> when you get above 25, don't you? You just pretend you're 21, apparently. That's what everyone else does anyway. Eh? 31, isn't it? Is that Is that what you're... Not, are, you, are you ticket pitch? You know how old I am. 32. 33, you dick, can you know <laughs> it. I'm not, I'm not entertaining it. Not entertaining it. How are you, anyway? I'm all good, mate. I'm all good, thank you. I've uh, hey, been up you as Turfcast Joe. Well, my name in Leeds is Burnley Joe, so that's, that's similar. Yeah, Turf Cast because Joe. I'm from Burnley and, I, and I'm, I support Burnley and I'm called Joe. So it kind of makes sense. Um, have sorry, my kids are a bit savoury. But after lockdown, I want people to see you in the streets in Costa and go, oh, that's that Turfcast Joe. <laughs> I'll take that. It's a brand now. Or, or Joe Tom Red. I think they're both quite... Quite yeah. brandable, marketable, marketable, that's the word. Um anyway, you've been up too much? Nothing, there. locked down
3: working Nothing. on um, on a computer. I've turned yeah. into like one of them computer geeks that's putting on weight and
2: getting spots and eating pizza all day. So me, basically.
3: Yeah. Turning into turned you.
2: in, you've turned into me, basically. Uh, the spots have died down a little bit in the last few years for me, but um, but yeah, I think everything else, everything else uh, ticks that box. Um my new set here out today. Isn't that nice? Have you seen it? It's nice, innit? Parker's, no, it well. no. <laughs> Parker's in front room now. Parker's in front room. Now sprawled on it like that. we all no. go all over it. It was funny. It was funny. New shirt. Excuse me. New shirt as well. Yeah, excuse me. If anyone wonders why I'm burping, I'm back on the Moretti. It was a birthday present from my dad. Uh thanks, Dad. Um, so a Moretti I do find quite gassy. But yeah, new shirt. Uh it's not an original, um, it's a score draw replica. But I actually quite like it. It's a very good feel. Um, we're not sponsored by, by Score Draw or any such of the imagination. Uh, every time we mention a brand on the podcast, someone gets in touch and they're like, oh, you did that really well. Like, Your shoe owned it brilliantly. Like, it just felt like so natural. Because it was. I'm just chatting about the brand. I'm <laughs> Same with this, it's a classic classic 1980 shirt. It's got the old crest on it. Umbro, old crest. There we go. It's got the things down the side. I think it it's the next. you know. It's, it's honestly it's really nice it's really nice i like it you know i really like it i'm, I'm a big fan of it and if you're watching it on youtube you can see me modeling it now see you modeling it there we go eh? hey hey oh, hey i've had to get an l not gonna lie i've had to get an l uh but i had to get an l a few years ago m days are long gone long gone although i've started running again i say started i've done one um, so it's not like I'm smashing 10k's every morning before work. And stuff. Started so. raining and way out the car, yeah. Well, hopefully, them elves, that L's turned into an M, but yeah, I really like it. If you watch, if you listen on the podcast, you want to see what the shirt looks like, don't go onto the Burley Football Club website, go onto the Turfcast YouTube channel, give it a view, give it a share, and uh, give it a subscribe while you're there. And um, speaking of brands and of sponsors, we are, of course, sponsored by Pitch Sports, they are our official sponsors. Big shout out to them. Um, They're still going strong with us. It's absolutely fantastic. They've been uh, helping us out for over a year now. Um, And and it's really good to have them on board and and to see them continue to improve as we continue to progress uh, and grow. We're we're growing together. Um, But, yeah, if you haven't already, please download the Pitch Sport app. Um, It's available on the App Store and the Google Play Store and also available in Ireland now uh, as well. So if you're an Irish claret and you want to download it, You can. And um, pitch basically, as I say every single week, I'll say it again it's a fan hub. So it's a place for fans to have conversations, have chats, predict lineups, predict teams, um, and answer questions that I upload there once a week. Um, The next question will be being uploaded tomorrow, um, but we will discuss uh, the latest question uh, later in the podcast as well. Um, But obviously, what we do every single week in the podcast is mainly discuss the games and just have a chat over a beer. I'm the only one having a beer this week, though. Um, and and we'll do that as, uh, again this week. So we've had the Brighton game this week. We've had the Bournemouth game. A um, little bit different, both games. Uh, I left one game feeling a little bit positive. left one game feeling ridiculously negative. Um, but we'll do the Brighton game first. I've um, talked a bit of shit for five minutes now. Um, so I'll let you go, Simon. Burnley won, Brighton won. What were your thoughts on that game? Um, I say yeah. Going back to the watch
3: along sort of comments really, and the match reaction. I will echo the first starting point of that was that it was a game of two halves, the cliche. It was um, it was average. It wasn't a bad first half. I didn't think we were played particularly bad in the first half, like the like the traditional sense. But what I did think is that the improvement in the second half was remarkable. It was so good. Um, we battered them. Do you remember that when we played with um Olympiacos at Turf and we absolutely battered him, but we just couldn't yeah. put ball back in there? It was a yeah. similar sort of thing to that, but without sort of the urgency. It was yeah. um it were a really good performance, some really standout sort of individuals, um, uh, but no negatives really from that sort of, especially from the second half. I don't think we played particularly bad um in the first half either, but the only negative, and, and this is the harshest criticism. Not <laughs> not no negatives.
2: The only negative.
3: <laughs> yeah. There's no negatives in, in a whole, but as an individual error, maybe we could point the finger a little bit and say Nick Pork could have dealt with that shot better. But he will fight it at him, um, and that's like, that's like I'm saying. It's uh, it's one of them, isn't it? and and it's similar to the to the city game. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah. I understand you might feel like you're being harsh, but that's that's sort of like what we're here to do. This is what we do as podcasters. We've got to say the things that um, we necessarily wouldn't always say. But yeah, Nick Pope should have dealt with that. Nick, someone of Nick Pope's qualities, if if it were Marlon Beresford like 15 years ago or Nick McCopolis, I'd be like, ah, oh, well, you know, he, he, he's going to make mistakes every now. But this is Nick Pope, in my opinion, the best goalkeeper, the best English goalkeeper in the world. It, that that should be food and drink for him. That should be absolute food and drink for him. Um But. Um thinking ahead as well. Uh, yeah, the first half um the first half was um poor. The first half were poor. Um but I, I see what you mean about about it we weren't it just average terrible. Yeah, we weren't yeah. terrible. Brighton with a better side. Yeah. Brighton with a better a side. Yeah. That, that's 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 just a way of uh, of us I was saying it. Um Brighton with a better side. And just thinking about the goal again. I know we went in on, on Popey a bit there, but it's 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 JBG for me. Um i I've got mixed up with the goal here. I, I was thinking of a goal where he parried it into the net. The uh, it, yeah, that was City, weren't it? That's what I was thinking of. Um because you mentioned that. So that were in me head. So I go back entirely on what I've just said. Um I stand by what I've just said, but I mean it for the city game, but we've done that. Um but what I am gonna do is talk about that goal and there was just a, it's just two errors. And we said on the watch along, didn't we, at the time when that goal went in, there's two errors that we do not normally um, commit. Is that the right word? We, sort of like Tarke or who was it? Tarke or Brownell let his man go. I thought it was Brown, not Brownell, Corky. I thought it was Corky on the Corky on the watch along. Um, but a, a few people on the watch along and Dan Black from the Berlin Express on Twitter thought it was Tarke. That shouldn't have happened. Normally Berlin don't let a man go. A man got away from
3: Cork. I still look at it that way. Yeah.
2: Um,
3: and then he's just like a flat footed keeper, you know what I mean? You gotta anticipate the medas coming in. JBG couldn't have
2: jumped any higher. He really couldn't. Um he just seemed to fold up like a deck chair yeah. though, didn't he? I don't really know what happened to him. He just he just jumped and then he realized I probably didn't need to jump there. I could have just stooped my head. So then he tried to kick it and it, it, was, just, it was just an absolute mess from JBG on the post. Yeah, That the was big, the other error. They that, that, that were the two errors. The Tarky slash Quirky losing his man or J, and JBG on the post. The two errors yeah, that Burnley don't normally commit.
3: Yeah, absolutely. They, they, their goal was so frustrating. I said it at the time, but it's just not a Burnley goal to concede. They're, they're the type they're of goal that we score. Man on the pitch near enough, the guy who won the header. It's obvious where it was going. Like you said, there, there, there were there were things that you could sort of nitpick at it. Could the keeper have saved it? Could JBG have jumped higher? Could Tarky have intercepted? Could Cork have kept with his man? The, you know what I mean? But all individually, they're not actually massive errors. No, but it's it's,
2: it's 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 all the little ones together in it that makes yeah. it so frustrating. Yeah. And and Burnley don't normally commit any of them. At no. all. So, so, to commit all three in a row, which is why the goal's gone in, if one of them errors doesn't happen, that goal doesn't go in. So, they might be only tiny errors, but obviously, like you say, all three together makes it a big one. And if literally one of them doesn't happen, then that goal doesn't go in and we win the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like I said, the
3: second half, come out flying, or we buzzing. You could tell they had a rocket up their ass at half-time. Um, it was, it was good to see. We hadn't seen sort of a, I don't know, like a pressed performance, we'll call it, because we were not letting them get out. We were they were stuck in their hours. I think we created more chances than we've probably created this season. I think it was what was yeah. it? 12 chances about 70th minute, I think I remember saying. Um I'm not sure. I, remember. I think so I'm going off memory there so I'm sorry if I'm wrong. But it was it was such a good performance to not get a win from it was was almost deflating. But then I tried to take the
2: positives out of it and thought was well, probably the best attacking we've played in a long time. How many? You know what? what is quite frustrating to me is this season, it's happened so many times. We've been so poor in the first half and second half would have been so much better. I, mm. I know we say, I think you've said that line that you said at the start of this podcast about five, six times this season. Oh, it was just a game of two halves, that old cliche. But that just seems to be that the way we're playing at the minute, isn't it? It's like first half or second half shite, the other half half good. And that, that If we played a full 90 minutes like we did in the second half, we'd have won that game.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we... I think that comes down to confidence, doesn't it? We we seem to be struggling, but the stat that I took away from the last sort of time at Bournemouth, uh, sorry, the Brighton game was we out of eleven games that we've gone one 0 down, we've only actually come back on one one, and then yeah. we have actually come back now the second time in a row as well
4: uh, yeah, because of
3: Villa, um, and we've gone one 0 down and come back to draw. Now it, it is a negative that it's only a draw because you just do feel like you should be beating teams like Brighton at home. But it's a positive that, you know, you've gone 10 games without managing to come and turn a deficit into a positive. But then we've done it twice in the space of a week, is what I meant, not in a row, in a week. Yeah, I was going to say, because of the City and Chelsea yeah. game, and so, yeah, weren't
2: there. But, um, uh, but yeah I, I want to talk about individual performances because a lot of people uh, and we got quite a bit of stick on the watch along i ended up like ignoring it in the end because um it was just becoming too much um the vidra Barnes partnership it works yeah. very very well i think it's fair to say well it works very well this is what we were trying to debate on the podcast uh, on the watch along it works very well in the terms of chances created and the terms of the way that we play but it didn't obviously work that well in terms of goals scored because we only scored one despite being pretty much dominant for 45 minutes. Now, that's not a criticism aimed at Vidra or aimed at Barnes, like some people seem to take it on the, on, on the watch along. Oh, yeah. Um, well, yeah, they of them two. No, but um, but yeah, the point is I, I do want to discuss that partnership. Is that now the partnership that, that we play for the next few weeks, um, regardless of injuries? I think uh, Wood's obviously injured, so let, let's just put that into account there. Um, you might know more than me, as far as I'm aware. Dash has not said anything over the last few days that will suggest that Wood will play against Palace. Um, Jay is absolutely miles off it at the minute. I don't know what's, what's happened between Jay last season and Jay this season, but he's he's absolutely miles off it. And I tell you what, he gets he gets away with murder. And I don't get me wrong, I like Jay. I like all of them. I don't particularly like to see any player get slagged off. But the amount a grief that Chris Wood gets... Um and imagine if Chris Wood had missed that sitter that Jay missed against Bournemouth, which we'll get on to obviously. Um, the Twitter Clarence hashtag and Burnley football Twitter would have been an absolute melt- meltdown. But gone round the houses a little bit. But my question is, is Vidra and Barnes the partnership that we play for this run of games coming up now, especially with Wood looking likely to be out and no real news on him and and Jay being so out of form. Yeah, definitely. I think it is. I think you can't argue it. Um, people called for.
3: Vidra and Rodriguez, as it's known, VAR. And uh, it, it it's had its chances, as have other people's had the chances. But I just want to go back to sort of like what you said earlier about um, chances created. And, and hopefully Johnny Tate won't mind me throwing this out there. But in his words, and I echo it, this is why I'm saying it, is Vidra needs 50 chances sometimes to put away one. And um, yeah. and, and I know you agree, and, and obviously we, we spoke about this after, but... He because he's exciting, because he's energetic, and because he gives 110% through. I'm not saying any of the other players don't, but you can see in his face that his body's overly trying to give you that extra bit. That he gets away with things because we, oh, I oh, did well there. Like one of the comments I've seen on the TurfCast Twitter was, um, we we're on about man of the match, and I think Lawton won it, and um, yeah. Vidra was close. And, and and somebody said, oh, Vidro, brilliant today. He, he just, uh, he deserved a goal. Now, we've seen Chris Wood where we had them games where he did a couple of headers, sorry about my dog, but he did a couple of headers and then one of them was a sitter and it went over. Now, in that game, he probably had a really good performance, but he's a donkey for missing it as opposed to,
2: oh, he deserved a goal. Yeah. And, and it's this sort of bland... It's just like you say, it's because he's energetic, it's because he makes the runs, it's because... Obviously, Chris Wood's got in that position by running, he hasn't transported into that position. He's but because fast. Vidra's exactly but because Vidra's small, he appears faster. Um, that he probably is faster. I don't actually know how fast either of them are, but I think Chris Wood is fast. But because he's so big and dangly, people don't realize how fast he is. A lot of people are like, Oh, he's so fucking slow, would he? He's not actually slow, he's actually quite fast. Um but but yeah, I think I think because Vidra gets himself in their positions about sprinting and busting a gut, I think it just looks more like oh, he's, he's tried there. He's got, he's got in that there. position, he's doing well. But but Wood's got in that position as well by 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 obviously running. He's not transported there, so it's a similar sort of thing. But um, but he, he, even even if Wood was back at the minute, um, and as much as I've always tried to stick up for him on here, and uh, and I need, I now seem to have this this unwanted label of sort of like a, a, a Wood fanboy who hates Vidra. Um, which just isn't Is this the case. You can't, it's not, we're not, we're all Burnley fans, we're not Vidro Rodriguez or Vidro Wood or Vidro, but we, we support the team at the minute. I want Vidro and Barnes to start because Wood has been out of form, but I don't like the stick that Wood's getting, and that's why it might look appear like I stick up for Wood or sorry, big up Wood more than I big up Vidro because I feel like I have to big up Wood because I feel like a lot of people don't understand. A lot of people like to slag him off, but Vidro, like. He played well against Brighton but he should in my opinion he should have put that chance away that chance that he did a bit outside of his foot good save from the keeper but and I'll say what I said on the on the watch along if wood had that chance he would have finished it however wood wouldn't have had that chance because wood wouldn't have been able to get in that position
4: bit oh, of a no. tongue twister
2: thank you um and I was just getting grief like mad on the podcast uh, on the watch along for that but it's a perfectly reasonable thing to say um, but, yeah, I do feel like I have to defend Woody and I don't feel like I have to defend Vidra at the minute. But for me, even though I feel like I defend Woody, uh, yeah. I feel like the the, the the partnership at the minute is definitely, even if Wood was was here, uh, Vidra and Barnes, I think I said just before Wood's injury I just want him to have some time out and come back better. Um, but uh, at the minute, I, I, I think this injury will sort of like help that as well. Like he's, he's out, he might be able to to rethink things, he might be able to get some sort of like fitness back and stuff like that. So, uh, it might be good for him, but for me at the minute, yeah, I think the partnership is is and Barnes.
3: Yeah, but like you said, injury as it is, uh, the three available strikers. But I've said it before, I'll say it again. I like all four strikers. All four strikers offer something different and we have never been this rich with selection of strikers in, in, in a lot... Well, I genuinely can't think of a time where we've been this rich with strikers uh, options since... It's Alban the Brown. only
2: place on the pitch at the minute that they have
3: good competition. But the, the negative with that is it seems to be adding pressure as opposed to adding, you know, getting the balance out of them because they're thinking, oh, I need to fight for this position or I need to, all we're doing as Burnley fans is adding pressure to these strikers that Jay Rodriguez, we're going on to it in a minute, finishes that all day long. Vidra, you know, he's trying so hard that he's probably doing shots differently than what he would do. Like you said, the outside of his foot. Woods missing chances that he's been the top goal scorer for three years in a row. Um, Barnes is getting criticised now for for diving on the floor too much. It's just... Do you know what I mean? That's what we
2: want from Barnes. That's what we've asked for him from five, ten years... Five years or whatever he's been here now. Yeah, you you know what? You know, Again, I don't want to look like I'm slagging off because I'm not. um, But it's going to look like that. That's why I put that disclaimer out there. But I saw a tweet that said, uh, oh my God, Vidroff was so good against Brighton. He is now easily, head and shoulders, by far anyway, the better of our... The best out of our four strikers. Uh, Can I just put that into context so he's played a game where he's ran a lot got into some decent positions but he still hasn't scored a goal but now apparently this is a striker's job it's a striker's job to score goals admittedly none of them have done that this season i understand that but for the last three seasons chris wood has been the leading goal scorer for the last three seasons all vidra had to do was run one game quite a lot and now all of a sudden he's head and shoulders above chris wood absolutely scandalous opinions some of these people it absolutely baffles me because uh, going to sort of like another
3: player now is it? You know, with Matt Lawton, obviously, he. I do want to talk about Lawton. He's been at the club for five years, um, maybe six, but it's definitely five years. He's been at this club now. Uh, he's got his new contract. I'm excited to see another two years of him, especially at the minute. But he had half of a bad season last year. Um, you know, you could critique. Criticize and say it was a full season, but if people knew, I mean, I'll I'll say it, fuck it. But he was playing on a broken tour, and we knew that, me and you knew that, but we never, we couldn't say, we don't know if we're allowed to say it. And he was playing on a broken tour, and then people are saying, Oh, yeah, he's on a good run of form at the minute, or he's doing well, you know, considering how we, you know, basically saying that that negative form of six months, we'll call it. Is the majority, which it's not, it's actually the tiny part of a five-year thing. Yeah,
2: like he was the, the, the year we won the championship, he was it was class. The year we finished in Europe, he was class. Now I I, I, I see it a little bit differently. I do I I would see what you say about the six months. Definitely he was poor in that six months, and I do feel he got he got caught out a lot. But in this in the season after. The Europa League he was quite poor in that one but I'm not going to criticise him for that because they were all poor they were it. all poor in that one so I, 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 he, he didn't he didn't stand out as being a poor performer We was a poor team and he was part of that problem they all were Tarky were part of them. Remember that mistake he made at West Ham let um, can't remember his name in some West Ham player in and they scored Ben Mee made a few mistakes they were all doing it so it weren't just him but, yeah, obviously, we knew for the last, what, season and a half that he's, he's been playing on a broken toe. Uh, thankfully, he fa- finally finally seems to be coming back to fitness now. So, uh, But he's been absolutely outstanding. He really has. He, he's been insanely good. And I was so happy to see him get the Man of the Match award because I said to you, didn't I, just after the watch-along, I said, my watch-along options are going to be uh, Vidra, Loughton, um, Westwood and someone else. I can't remember who else I picked. Um, I said, I bet you any money Vidra gets it because... Lawton seems to be one of these players now. Like Woody seems to have that uh, against him. There just seems to be this like I, I don't like using the word agenda, but I kind of feel like sometimes it is because an agenda has a point. If you have an agenda, you have a reason why you have that agenda. I don't understand. Burnley fans won't have a reason for slagging Lawton off. Lawton, sorry, Robbie, if you're listening. Uh, they won't have a reason for slagging Chris Wood off other than the fact that they think the shit. So there's no like, point to it other than the fact that they have that opinion. Um, but I just feel like. It's just, we're out at Lawton, it's uh, it's just constant. It's just uh, People just love to criticise him, and I think he gets it more than Woody, but because he's a defender, people don't really notice it as much. Um, but yeah, he was absolutely fantastic, and I was buzzing that he won the man of the match. And he was he was brilliant against Brighton. He just kept going past people, whipping balls in. He was part of the reason why we are attacking so well. And I think he's kind of stepped up in the absence of Charlie Taylor, knowing that the left-hand side can't really do it as well at the minute, because Eric Peters uh, can't really get forward as well as Charlie Taylor can. Um, but uh, just going back to what I just said about uh, a point about an, an, an agenda sort of thing is I put a tweet out saying sort of like, oh, um, appreciation post for for Matthew Lawton. He's been absolutely superb these last few games. You know, he gets a lot of stick and it's buzzing to see him play well. Someone shared it and the quote tweeted it. And they put bloody hell lads had about 10 good games in a Burnley shirt. And now you see so ridiculous. It's like, how do you have that opinion? How do you think he's only had 10 good games in a Burnley shirt? That is the prime example. That is exactly the
3: one I'm talking about. That's a a word, but you nailed it. That's exactly the one I'm on about. Apparently, that six months or to a year or whatever you want to call it it, is the majority. And these 10 games are sort of new form. That's never been seen before, which is ridiculous, and that's my point exactly. But I mean, Burnley Football Club just shared a thing, didn't they? Of the top six, no top five crosses, um, on yeah. sort of passes completed or yeah. whatever the stat were. And uh, we've got three players in there, and second, third, and fifth, and second is Matt, and um, third were Wester, and fifth were McNeil. Um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so we are like, you know, we, we are underestimating what players like that do. And uh, with the Burnley fans in, as a whole, we need a scapegoat. We always give it to somebody. It's But if it's not him, it were Hendrick. If it's not Hendrick, it were Dave Jones. And, and, and you can go back to every single team, every squad. We have one, but Joe Hart were one. You know, Joe Hart barely got a chance before we were giving him a shit. And then does that... P- affect his
2: performance probably it does yeah because you- yeah of course it does I, I think i think we need to realize as fans and know the people that, that i know the people that listen to this podcast aren't the people that constantly slag the players off and have these sort of agendas so i'm probably sort of like flogging a dead horse here but we need to realize as fans that it's counterproductive like, don't get me wrong i understand people have opinions and i don't get me, make me wrong footballers aren't immune from criticism i criticize them myself but to constantly berate a player. Like Lauts, who's been fantastic servant for us. Like Woody, who's been the top goal scorer for three seasons, and has a bad six months, and all of a sudden he's absolutely dog shit. Same with Barnes. Like now, people want Barnes and Vidra as the main starting lineup. But most of the tweets at store three months ago were that Barnes is finished. He scores a penalty against Liverpool and runs a bit against Brighton, and now he's the, now he's the now he's the one of the best two. I don't understand. I know football fans are fickle, and, and it happens everywhere. And, and like I said, I feel like I'm just sort of like on a hide into nothing. I just probably sound like a miserable bastard this week on this week's podcast. But Chris Wood gets too much stick. Loughton gets too much stick. Um And and stop it, OK? <laughs> stop. stop it. Stop it. Um But, yeah, going forward for me, Vidra and Barnes, even if Woody's back, if Woody comes back tomorrow, which I don't think he will, uh, I'd still play Vidra and Barnes. But Vidra needs a goal. Um, I will put that out there. He needs a goal. Do I want him to get a goal? Of course I do. Did I wish that goal was against Brighton? Of course I do. Did I wish it came against Bournemouth? Uh, of course I do um, but he it, it needs a goal and I do think once he gets that first goal I do think it'll snowball and I do think it'll, it, it'll become a lot more confident in front of the goal yeah but yeah that's it um, for the what game right? Brighton Brighton that's it for the Brighton game uh, from me and Simon we will now have the fan reaction to see what the Burnley fans thought of uh, the Brighton game
4: thought we played really well I was really happy with the performance Massive improvement um, over the last few weeks. Creating chances for a change. Um, second half especially, I think we deserved to win after the second half. It was just a case of how we didn't score, really, I guess. Um, Lawton was outstanding. He's been really good um, last few games. Really, he's probably contender for Player of the Year. I it's a bit early for that, but he's playing really, really well. Vids did really, really well as well. Nice to see JBG back amongst the goals. Um, yeah, we looked, we looked good going forward. The, the performance was really good and you got it at the end that we only got a point out of it. But we'd have took it before the match. But, we, you know, we're getting a bit of a gap now between us and the bottom. I'm not so worried about the, the gap from us above because it's all about staying staying up, really. So the, as long as we've got a gap between us and the teams below us, that's all that matters for me. Um, but yeah, if we can keep performing like that, it, it'd be... Um, the future look good. I'd like to see Dash try something different. I know he won't do, but I'd like to see him not because i don't see vidra as a striker because for me his his finishing is not his strongest point his strongest point is his build-up play and if he'd played two up front with vidra behind him i think we'd score a lot more but we know dash isn't going to do that um but it'd be nice to see but because vidra did everything yesterday apart from score but for me he looks a bit panicked in the box and however it's just that he's not had time and he just needs a few more games and maybe one goal or set him on a run but everything about his play was excellent apart from as soon as in the box it just looks a bit panicked and a bit chaos so if it maybe if you play behind a striker or two strikers and dice change the system we'd score more but that's not gonna happen is it let's face it um we've looked good yeah we look good we've looked good since um, Koki came back in as well uh, it means that we're not missing Brownell too much but but when brown is back we've got a bit of strength in that position now so um yeah can't fault the lads too much it was a, it was a decent game um first off was a little bit meh and i, th- I thought we were unlucky for, to concede really because they didn't really do much. Nick Pope didn't have much to do, but um, second half yeah, how we didn't win, I don't know. But um, it's nice to be positive about performance rather than slating them for changing it. Up the clarets.
5: Evening uh, clarets, uh, reaction regarding today's game. A um, lot better for performance I thought uh, than the last few weeks. I thought we played some really good stuff at times. Um, I thought Lawton were right outstanding again, a man at a match for me again, uh, played really well getting down that right hand side. I thought Vidra had a great game again, I, you know, some some Burnley fans baffle me, I, I, they, they want Wood instead of, instead of Vidra. Vidra a lot better movement, uh, just needs a run of games and I think goals will come, I think he will score score the goals. I get the point about Wood and, you know, he's, he's, he's scored some crucial goals over over seasons and, and, and done it regular, but I just think, we, you know, we a lot better option with Vidra up front. Uh, Unlucky Jay not to start again today. Um, I don't know what what's happening there, but Jay seems to be out of the picture quite a bit. Uh, Barnes, thought Ibn Barnes looked up well to say it was the first start together. Um, Vidger and Barnes thought they, uh, you know, they looked up really well and created some good chances. I thought Vidz, you know, deserved a goal today for his effort and the movement and the positions he's got. It was just that final ball at times, but a point's a point, you know. We've got nine points clear above Fulham now until they're just playing, hopefully. Um, West Ham does a favour and keep them uh, keep them well away from us. I think you know. I still think we're going to have enough in the locker to get out of it. I think Brighton will as well. Um, I thought it was a game or two hours today. I thought they were a better team first half and then I thought we bossed the second half and played some really good stuff at times. Um, so onwards and upwards, Claretts. Have a good weekend. Uh, here's to Tuesday night against
6: Bournemouth I think cup. Good evening all. Heath and Martin from New Zealand Claretts. Hello. Cheers. Cheers. Heath. Yes. Could you provide a couple of um, thoughts on you, on the game? Sure.
7: Much like the Aston Villa game, a game of two halves. Brighton probably deserved to have their uh, noses in front in the first uh, first half. Uh, questions have got to be asked about that goal. I mean, it was a great header by Dunk, but uh, dif- dif- defending left a little bit to be desired. Um, but the second half, I don't know what Daesh said again at half-time. But much like the Aston Villa game, they came out a completely different team and they just upped the tempo. You could see straight away that they were at it more. Um, Lawton and uh, Peters were getting forward um, and complimenting uh, uh, Gudmundson, uh, sorry, yep. whom we're talking about. Um, and they just had a lot more attacking, attacking intent.
6: Uh, it was really good to see in the second half. Yep. I was very encouraged. Uh, okay, I would have preferred the three points, but uh, given the games we've got coming up, um, I'm very encouraged by the way we played. Uh, Obviously, Loughton and Vidra up front were uh, played very well, Uh, whereas Loughton had the space created for him going forward uh, as a result of the way Brighton and Burnley uh, shaped, or their shape. vidra did all the work to create oh, his own he space
7: he was fantastic yeah that was his best game for burnley and i think everyone could see there uh, what a great player he is he's a he's a proper proper player and i don't know why it's taken so long for him to uh to be given a game and show what he can do but he is a he's a great player there's no doubt about it his touch his first touch is brilliant He's got pace which is something
6: right. we desperately need. I think since the, <clears throat> since the Chelsea game it was, it was evident he was going to play today and so I might be th- overthinking this but I believe that he's probably spent most of the time um, with the first team on the training pitch and that might have helped. Mm. Uh, because they, he connected so well with the rest of the team.
7: He worked his socks off, he, his performance was brilliant, he just needed a goal. Um, but you could see that he was really frustrated that he didn't get a goal he kept no. slamming his fist into the turf but there's a guy who really really wants to impress and wants to score and that's that's great yeah. I mean you know
6: I think when um when woods fit again, I think we'll see the wood uh, vidra uh, combination up front quite a bit and because uh, I think they play well off each other yeah they're quite different.
7: Uh, we'll take the points and move on we've got three very good games coming up that we can get at least seven points from I think. So uh, yeah, goodbye from New Zealand, all the clarets. Cheers. Cheers.
1: Players and the uh, move fell down, so. West Brom, Fulham, I reckon, yeah. Alright then, that's me for now. Take care of yourselves, Clarence. Ta da!
2: So there you go. That was the fan reaction from Brighton One, Burnley One. And as ever, if you do want to get involved in the fan reaction, we are always looking for more people. If you're uncomfortable in front of camera, that's fine. You can send audio clips. Uh, they might only appear in the podcast, but they might appear in the show on YouTube as well. Um, but if you want to send us an actual video clip, that will be even better. Uh, all you have to do is record yourself talking to the camera um, about stuff between one and three minutes about the game, giving your opinion, giving your opinion on what happened, what you think should have happened, blah, blah, blah. Send it to us at turfcastpodcast.gmail.com or via the social medias or if you know me personally, just send it on WhatsApp. Um, but yeah, we had, we had a good response on the Brighton game, so I was uh, happy with that one. So thank you everybody for getting involved after the previous week where we only got sent one. Um, so it's good to see uh, certain faces back. Um, but as mentioned at the start of the podcast, uh, we are of course sponsored by Pitch Sport and part of that is that we are Beautifully Models, if you're watching on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, and part of that is um, every single week we upload a, a, <coughs> excuse me, a question. Um, and I just basically say, what is your opinion on this? And then you can respond via text, you can respond via video, you can respond via audio. Um, and then we read the ones that have been responded to on the app. We will always re- read them out on the podcast. If you if you can respond on the socials as well, it obviously boosts the algorithm and gets us known and boosts our mentions and stuff. So feel free if you want to do that. But if you want your response discussed on um, the podcast that we're just about to do now, then you have to respond on the app. Um, but this week, Simon, I've not asked you your opinion on this yet, and I think we're going to start doing it this way because it's good to throw you under the bus a little bit. I do enjoy throwing you under the bus and getting a real sort of like response from you on something. Um, but the question this week on pitch sports was, who is to blame for the lack of transfer activity? <laughs> What's that face? <laughs> so, uh, wait, oh, my God, was he going to ask me? Uh, for The lack of transfer activity.
3: I'm saying it's a 50-50 thing because... I can imagine Dash having a short list of players that if the chairman doesn't have the same short list of players, then it doesn't happen. And then secondary to that is, I think Alan Pace has a lot to say, but I haven't seen very much conviction yet. Um, That being said, he did say that he's got six things passed by planning by the council. Uh, for oh, development that's interesting not, I've not seen that yeah he's he's got some I think it was six things that have been passed it was part of the article you will have seen it you might have just skirted through it but it was the part of the article that showed oh, the new advertising board right? oh, okay. the versus this so he is yeah. one of the criticisms by the way I know it's not the question you've asked me but one of the things was hot water did you see that no he wants to get the hot water sorted at Turf Moor sort of straight away and I'm like hot water what's the end about shit we've got hot water we've got kitchens and shit Cricket field, then, do not have hot water in it. Um, it do not have
2: hot water in it. So, when you go to the toilet, you've, you've only got the cold taps, for example. Fuck, me, I, and, and we wonder... I get annoyed when people call us tin pot and, and all that shit. We are. We are so bad. Honestly, this football club winds me up. Alan, yeah. sort it out, mate. Apparently, you sign the place in summer, at least get some running water. Fuck me. So,
3: apparently, that's number one on his list, right? There's other... There's other areas in the turf, apparently, that are affected by this problem. So the long answer to your question is, I probably think Alan's half to blame, but because he's got a list as long as armed, his arm as other shit is doing as well.
2: Yeah, so, fair enough. Yeah. I, I, me, personally, I know I, I know I said who on the question, and that's why I worded it to you like who. Um, but I think it's more a case of, of what? I think I should have worded the question differently when I uploaded it to pitch. I should have said what is to blame rather than who is to blame. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think I do think Dash is stubborn, and I think he should relax with not not let let people bring in any old dross. Of course not, but relax. He's got so, such a like uh, an, uh, a checklist for the players that he brings in. He needs to relax it a little bit and let certain players through that he wouldn't necessarily let through. Um, whether it's uh, um, you know. Not necessarily let, like I said, shy plays in, but they might, he might not let players in. Knowing Sean Dash, he wouldn't let a player in if he did like a stupid dance when he scored a goal because it's oh, down from their fancy so, that shot. So he doesn't do on it. A goal for no headphones, no caps. No. Well, exactly. So, if, if 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 he sees a player like I don't know, Mesut Ozil getting off the coach in Fenerbahce with some big beats on, all the headlines are, are of course available. Headlines, headphones are of course <laughs> available. Um he's probably fine now, not for me, he's not with him fucking face he had fine. I don't why he's caught me all of a sudden. Um, but I think I think Dice needs to relax a little bit, relax his laws. I think Pace, I don't want to drop any blame at his door yet because he follows me on Twitter. No, I'm joking, because I, he's not been here long enough for me. I think I don't know what else he could have done. He had two weeks off with COVID and stuff, and I just think it were a lot, a lot of hard work. I still think garlic's got a little bit to do with it. I think it's sort of like instilled like a yeah, mentality. Well, I, I think it's still like instill sort of like a mentality in in in, uh, in some of the hierarchy at the club that are still there. that's sort of like, oh, you know, oh, it's yeah, not like, like a big massive issue and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then and, and then there's the the, the 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 CEO and things like that. I think I think yeah. they should. Hi, Ari. I think they should carry on. Um, uh, sorry, sort of like get uh, get rid of the mentality and things that they have and, uh, and just carry on and carry on doing Won't that. Be. Um, okay. but yeah. Just, we've had a couple of answers on the on the podcast, uh, sorry, on the app to that question. Um, Neil Layfield, shout out Neil. Um, he says, I can only say the board, the CEO who or whoever signs deals off. I can't imagine Dyche is directly involved. He'll just have a wish list. Uh, so for me, blame lies with whoever does the negotiating. January is always a tough window, though. Uh, and COVID won't have helped this year. Uh, and finally, uh, we had another response off Doc. Shout out to Doc. He says, the scouted team have a lot to answer for, but the COVID crisis takes a big part of the blame this time. Uh, but something needs to change big time sooner uh, rather than later. Um, I kind of agree with both of them. The only thing I'd say is, uh, with Neil's answer, um, is I don't know what goes on at Turf And this is just a guess. This is just an educated guess. But my guess would be that Daesh... Does have um, quite a big sort of um, say in the transfer. I can imagine Dash just being hands on pretty much everywhere in the club. Um, that's just that's just a guess based on his personality. I'm, I'm not sure if that's the case. Uh, but big shout out for for, for you two uh, for getting involved and sending your answers in. The next weeks will be up soon. We will put it up. Uh, I'll send it in tomorrow. Hopefully, I'll try and send it in tomorrow. Um, to pitch uh, fingers crossed in fact I'm working Uh, I'll try and get it in tomorrow morning before I start work so if you are listening to this on Thursday pause go on to pitch it's not there Uh, I've probably not sent it in yet to be honest Uh, but it will definitely be there on Friday Saturday and uh, when I uh, what's the word when I um, publicize it on the social media channels on the turfcast social media channels then it's obviously definitely there at that point Uh, but anyway moving on we will look at the Brighton game. Now, I think no. um, this is best swept under the carpet. Let's just not discuss it. Let's just forget it ever happened. Bournemouth. Fuck, I said Brighton, didn't I? We played Brighton twice this week in my head. Yeah, Bournemouth. Let's <laughs> discuss the Bournemouth game. That Everything I've just said about being swept under the carpet, that's what I meant. I meant the Bournemouth game. It's best not to say much about this, yeah. but I think once we get started... I think we might do, but yes, Burnley nil, Championship Bournemouth two. What are your thoughts on that? Um, it you know. So <laughs> the,
3: the team selection is, is one thing, right? But straight away, I'm not, Shambles. I'm not talking about Glennon because obviously that was a forced hand, but I am talking about sort of done and Long. We haven't done that in the other one, so I don't understand why we haven't. Had a, you I just, know,
2: I just think, I just think this time. I can see his thinking. I don't agree with it, but I can see his thinking. We've got three games coming up now. Injuries are already piling up. I can see his thinking. He's not done it before because the fixture list wasn't as congested, and the fixed and the and the what's it called that the treatment table wasn't as full. So I can see why he's done it. I wouldn't have done it. I just think we had a perfect chance to get to the quarterfinals as we did a few years ago, um, and, we, and we've thrown it away with that team selection. But but yeah, sorry. Go on. No, no,
3: you're right. Uh, yeah. So like we've got. Um, Glennon, there's a four stand two center halves that you wouldn't normally pair. I, th- I still feel like it makes sense, but you usually have your captain or your vice captain in the squad. Yeah, of course. Um, and one of the and both of them are a center half. So I imagine for me, you know, Tarky being captain for the game or me, one of them needs to play for me. That- that's my opinion. Um, the midfield, the span again, we're going through the span of this. We've got. Benson, who shows signs of of, like control and composure. He gets hold of the ball. He runs around a lot with it. And and I quite like to watch him play. But he still needs that sort of midfielder, like a Joey Bohotten next to him, rollicking him. You know what I mean? Just dragging him through the the, the shit decisions he makes and and so on. So that's that bit. Then the strikers, for example, right? We've got J-Rod, who is you know, arguably one of the best strikers that we've had. And then you've got Vidra, who's, you know, people are crying out to to see him play more.
2: The It was the billing show. Uh, the, yeah, we made him look like Prime Iniesta. And he's, he not, he's, like, he's, 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 he's shy. Well, he's not shy. He's okay. But he's. I don't know where that performance came from, from him, other than the fact that we went, there you go, mate. There's all the time in the world. Do what the fuck you want with it. He was he was assisting people off his
3: ass, like he was doing flicks, he was doing pirouettes, he did a handstand near enough. No, I'm joking, but he uh, he had the full run of the turf, right? And it wasn't on the wings; it was all down the middle of the pitch. It was on the mid center circle. It was at the edge of the box. It was in the box. Um, so there's only four players really whose job it is to stop that shit happening, and and none of them could do it. Uh, yeah. we, we struggled and. Peacock-Farrell did a a great save as well, because it could have been even worse. Uh, That one that was similar to... That's why I said it seems a bit harsh to say it when you look at the Brighton goal. But when you look at... It was a similar one that uh, Peacock-Farrell dealt with. It came actually off Westy's head, I think. Not Westy's. It came off... um, Stephen's shoulder, wasn't it? It came off Stephen, and his reactions were like, bang, but brilliant save. And then Stephen's legs
2: him up, and it's a penalty for me all day long. I thought it was a penalty. I thought that. I don't. I, it was one of them. Like it, I think, I think he put his leg out, and I think the player has then avoided his leg, so there isn't any contact. But that because he's avoided it, it's then made the player go down. If that makes any sense, so in that sense, it is a penalty. But because there's no contact, we've got away with it.
3: Yeah. He, he, so I, I'm not even sure if there contact because VAR didn't look at it. The replay just showed for me a person clattering into another person. It looked like anyway. Um so, yeah, so it was frustrating because it could have been worse, mate. It could have been far worse. It should have been three if it weren't for the save. It should have been three if it were a penalty. And then they were kind of playing with a buzz and a flare. Stanislas
2: looks like a better player than we had, if I'm honest Which, with you. Again, no, we, we though, just, we just gave him the run of the turf. If, if he yeah. have come up against our back five, he, he, he wouldn't have got anywhere. He, he, he were okay when he played for us, and I do like Junior because he scored a cracker against Bastards, and I put that on the Turkcast Twitter. Anyone that scores against Batman, even Jason Shackle, uh, with, even with the way he left, I always welcome him back to the turf because he scored against bastards. And uh, when I was growing up, that, that meant so much to me. And not so much now, because of the shit. Um, but but yeah, uh, but we gave him the run of the turf. And if he came up against any of that back five, he wouldn't have looked anywhere near as good. The same with Billy. Who's the striker that were up front for? Um, can't remember his name now for the life of me, but...
3: Youngish, skinny, tall guy, and he were uh, I'll look at his name in a minute, but he kept he had all the time in the world. He was bringing the ball down, he was a hold up player, giving it to Billy, and they were making shit happen with it. We we didn't know how to handle that team, they were far more experienced. Uh, far they played together far more this season. But Jonathan Woodgate looked like he'd been in charge of that team for five years. The way they were playing together, he, he it was really well. Sort of performed in, in a bomb of sense, and really really negative in a Burnley sense.
2: Yeah, I think you're thinking of surridge, not sturridge. Surridge. 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 That's all. Um, he he was brilliant. And you know what? I've held off being critical of this player because I thought, you know what? Give him time. Okay, let it, let him get let him get into it. But I'll tell you what. Dale Stevens has got to look like one of the worst signings we've ever made. He's he were miles off it again yesterday. I, I don't. He's he's obviously got the quality because he's done well at Brighton. But whether he's just had an injury at Brighton that I'm not aware of, and now he's not come back from it, and he's and he's shite because of that, or he's or is just shite because he's got old. But but either way, he's shite, and and he played with Benson yesterday, and 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 Benson probably looked the better of the two, and Benson is so inexperienced compared to him. But I, and I don't think Benson looked good, by the way. I just think Benson looked better. Um, but literally nobody on that Burnley pitch. Can leave that game with their head held high. And I'm, I'm more disappointed um, in Dice for picking that team than anybody, but I'm mostly disappointed in Dwight and Vidra um, and probably Goodmanson as well because uh, all of them should have should have done probably a little bit more than what they did. But but yeah, Kevin Long, just going back to what you said, Kevin Long and Jimmy Dunn. I put it on the uh, the Turfcast Twitter um, saying that Kevin Long and Jimmy Dunn are absolutely miles off it. And, and I stand by that. I know Jimmy Dunn somehow uh, got the Turfcast, per- not the Turfcast man of the match, the Burnley Football Club man of the match. Um, and I'm not really sure sure why he did that, uh, why they give it him, sorry. Um, but I'm, I'm, I-, I thought they were both poor. Like, Jimmy Dunn has got his age on his side, so I, I can understand that he might come good eventually. Um But but Jimmy Dunn and Kevin Long, they were absolutely miles off it. And then I've seen Glennon play before. I saw him play. I've I've said it on this podcast before, but for those of you new to the podcast, I've seen him play at Bradford City last season when I worked there. Um, And I know it's League Two. um, And he played for Grimsby. But he was was incredible. He he was better than Benson. And he won the man of the match. He was insane. I think he might have even got an assist. He was brilliant. So I was very disappointed to see him play very, very badly. But I won't criticise him too much because he was... Thrown in at the deep end by a football club that should know better. That administrative error, they've not got enough stick for that for me. That's, That's a fucking disgrace. That's a sh- how can you not know your own players suspended? How can you not know? And somebody put on Twitter like, "Oh, it happens," you know. There's so many different competitions. That is surely somebody's job. As I've just mentioned, and as most of you that listen to the podcast know, I worked at Bradford for quite a while, and um, there was a guy there. Uh, I won't mention his name, um, but I don't even know his job title. Um, but it was his job to sort all that sort of stuff out. So there must be somebody at Burnley whose job it is to sort that stuff out. Somebody's fucked up massively. How can you not know your own player was suspended? How can Daesh not know, to be fair? How can could, how, how could none of them know that the player was suspended? And then just to say to a kid, 20 minutes before kick-off, oh yeah, you're in, you're playing, this is your... Your first ever start for Burnley, I think, off the top yeah. of my head, I might be wrong. They've thrown him in the deep end there, so I don't want to criticise him. But yeah, that mistake, that's horrendous. Yeah, he needs more first teamers around him as well. You can him, see him, him and Betson, I think they need championship loans. I think I think that's what they need. Maybe, yeah, maybe. But um same with that um Mumbongo. everyone's raving about
3: him, but he's he he touched the ball. Five or six times, and it just pinged off him. And I know they all had a bad game, but I've still yet to see Mumbongo do anything other than running the straight line. And 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 people are raving about him, but maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, so going back to the Glennon situation, he does look like a promising player. The second half of Glennon was better than the first half. Um, but he was left so exposed, because you've got Dwight McNeil in front of him. And we yeah. criticised Dwight McNeil for his defensive things. And even he was getting frustrated. He, he could have got himself sent off with that push in the face. Uh, another couple of inches higher and, and he got sent off for that.
2: It was probably good as well that the player didn't react the way... Yeah, exactly. he probably got off, sent off because if the way if, if anyone had gone down the way that Mitrovic went down against West Ham, then that's a red card. Well, I think that the player was trying to say, listen, mate, I'm, I'm just
3: holding you. It was nothing sort of personal. That's what it kind of looked like he were doing and Dwight's obviously lost his shit, which is unusual. Uh, but I think it just showed the frustrations of, of the first teamers... Joining with the, you know, the second team, it just showed frustration all around.
2: Yeah, I know I waffled on a little bit then, but my Alexa were chatting behind me. I think one of your kids were pottering about. Um, but but the point remains, poor throughout. Disappointing that we've had another chance to get to an FA Cup quarterfinal under Sean Dash, and we've blown it again. And now I didn't blame Sean Dash for the Lincoln one. The players weren't good enough. Sean Dash picked a very good squad. A very good start at eleven for that Lincoln game. We played um, I think Sam Box, Andre Gray, Joey Barton. We played a very good side, uh, but the players didn't turn up. Lincoln did a job on us that day and fair play to him, but we threw the game away against Bournemouth. We absolutely threw it away with that team selection. Um a lot of people say, Well, no, I'd rather stay up, and I would rather stay up than than get to the quarterfinal and get beat against Van City in the quarter final. Um, but it, it'd have been good to to at least try. Um and and the point is we should have squad depth. That, that The second string 11 shouldn't be that bad. I know I'm kind of contradicting myself, but going back a few years ago, we played Sunderland in the League Cup first round and we had, was it last season or the season before? I can't remember. We had Joe Hart in the team, Daddy Drinkwater, Aaron Lennon. We had so many like, experienced players in that team that we should have got through that team. But look at that second string now compared to that one. It's so bad, our second string. And we just don't have enough squad depth. And that's what I put on Twitter yesterday. You're on mute.
3: Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I do think there's still elements of a first team in there, though, because you've still got bars. like you still got Peacock Farrells, a full international, players played major, you know, games for for Ireland. You've got Jay and Vidra up front. Who one of them's top goal scorer in the championship. One of them's played for England. Granted, only one game. There is still players that should be. Yeah,
2: able, it's like you've mentioned all of them there, and they are the the more experienced players that were obviously in that team. But only Bailey could leave his head with his head. Jay was poor. Vidra was poor. Bardsley. I, I forgot he were playing half of the time. I don't really remember him making an obvious error, but I, I forgot he we're was there. weren't really getting forward as much as Lawton would have done or has been doing. Um, but I think apart from them, there's just Stevens is obviously experienced, but he's, he's dog shit. Um, and and Dwight is obviously the other one. But <clears throat> Dwight should have been that person in that team yesterday that dragged us through it. Not, not through a joy barton style, scruff of the neck, grab you and and be a dick, but drag us up the pitch, run with the ball, make things happen. That's what he was there for, and he didn't do it. And we're going back now to another season, sorry, another point where is Dash having a Dash? Is Dwight McNeil having a bad season? Because you look at the season as a whole, and there has been a couple of flashes, Liverpool game, a couple of others, but in a whole, it's been quite poor, similar to what he was in the game yesterday
4: he, uh, against Brown.
2: Who was the captain yesterday? Against Bournemouth. Did I say Brighton again? Sorry, fucking hell. It's because right. they both begin with B. Yeah, yeah. it was it was it the... Was it Dwight? Do you know this answer? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I can find out very quickly while you're I, off along. I know the answer. It's... um, was it? it was
3: Bardsley. Was it? Yeah. Right. Which, um, just brought to my attention then when you said about Dwight, you know, this is the game where he should be sort of like dragging us through it and things like that. This is the kind of games where you want the lad who's come through the academy... To be a senior now, looking him at a senior, you just think to yourself, they're the kind of games that you usually give them the captain and say, right, go on, show, you know, be a leader on the pitch now. Yeah. And, and we give it bars there. And, yeah, it was quiet. It was unusual for him because he's usually more sort of – um what's the word? He's more physical when he's not yeah. the captain. Maybe that sort of – I don't know. Maybe it fucking – castrated him a little bit putting that on him maybe he had to restrain himself a little bit and be more respectful
2: because it was it was a muted performance from him like you said yeah fair enough Uh, there were no fan reaction for the Brighton game but we don't we don't tend to ask for them um, for the FA Cup games Um, so we'll move on to the Palace game we'll obviously won't discuss this too much we never do Um, there's a few irons in the fire excuse me there's a few irons in the fire um, for a a a pre-match show um, so fingers crossed we could discuss it at length with a Crystal Palace fan we on, 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 because weren't that the one that you well, caught? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't want to ask him again because I fucking I screwed him over, didn't I? And for those of you that don't remember, I, I had him on the, the pre game show and he was from a podcast. Um, I can't remember the name of the podcast, uh, sort of like yes. Pal- Palace Summit. I can't remember, I can't remember the name I'm of it. Oh, okay. no, that's it. That's it. I, I said, I said, you're from Back of the Nest. Which is a palace sort of like website, and he just accepted it. He went, yeah, 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 I am. And he just sort of, like, and then I realized all the way through the show I'm like, he's not from that one. He, he's from a different one. And I said to him afterwards, I said, "I'm so sorry, I said it wrong." Really, he's like, "Ah, oh, don't worry about it, mate." Don't. I was like, "I can't believe it. I've not talked to him since. I was so embarrassed." So I won't be asking him in him on again. I might do if I'm struggling and no one wants to come on. I'll ask him again, uh, and I'll make sure I get his podcast. If right your right. performance. That done it because. You can't
3: think of the next question. You're not even hearing what they're saying back to you anymore because you're mm. just go around in circles in your head. When your heart's fell out, thinking he's fucking... he can't believe he heard that. He's going to think
2: I'm a dick and you just go around. But, yeah, that was what brilliant story, that. Uh, fingers crossed we do have a pre-game show. Fingers crossed he's still my friend. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we'll uh, we'll quickly have a look at it. Uh, it's a big one. Um, I'm not sure what the situation is with Zaha, oh, but yeah. Le- uh, Palace was shite against Leeds. And I know... Um, I, I admit Leeds did a job on them um, but when Palace have Zaha Palace beat Leeds was it 4 5 nil earlier in the season they absolutely demolished them at Sellers Park and then they are playing without Zaha and the Leeds are, can all of a sudden do a containment job on them which is exactly what they did um, in the game the other day and I think without Zaha I think we can beat them I really really do I, I think we can beat Palace I think we can start this run of three winnable games with a very very big win at Sellers Park which has Sort of echoes of um, the 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 first season back in the Premier League on a dash. You know when we stayed up and obviously we got that result at Palace to sort of like nail um, survival. Um, so fingers crossed we can we can get that done again. But without Zaha, I honestly think we can. Hundred percent. I
3: said it to you in the home leg like, version of this game. We didn't have Zaha, and um, I said that this is it. We, we're going to beat them, and we did beat them. Um, was it? Benteke or the other one that uh, they've got. That's why. It was... Um, it might have been him. I think he went through. Did he get a penalty or did, it, or did someone bring him down or something? And anyway, I think he got the shot away. So um, that was the only... Oh, no, it was the, the save with Nick Pope. That's the significant Oh, bonus.
2: yeah, the, the and Redeemer save. the Redeemer save.
3: Like, that, that was the time they didn't have him then. And they, they offered very little. They did offer something. But some big performances from people like Paul has, has got us the win, and no, I still impossible. think we can do it. I still no think way. we can win.
2: Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, I think th- I think we can. I think we can get 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 off to a good start in the, in this in this um, in this run of very important fixtures. Uh, but like I said, we'll try and do um, a longer preview on the pre-match show with a Palace fan. I'll try and get that done uh, to to be released on uh, on Friday at some point, hopefully. Um, but we will just get some couple of predictions. Um, I'm going to do my prediction as though Zaha isn't playing. Yeah. Uh, I, I think because I, 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 he was out, I've not heard any rumours of him coming back. To be honest, I'm going to be honest with you now. I haven't checked. Uh, I'm just going off um, just, just Twitter stuff, basically. Um, so I'm going to predict as though Zaha isn't there. And for me, um, I think without him... We beat them, so I'm going to go one nil. Burnley, similar to last season. Set piece goal, defender. Tarke, the classic Ben Me, could do it again. Um, but yeah, we've done it. We, we, we seem to have a um, a bit of a hold on Palace at the minute, and it was weird because Roy Hodgson tends to have so, like Sean Dash's number for quite a while. and It tends to be a thing that that that, that um, Roy would always beat Sean, but I think now tables have turned a little bit, and I, th- I think we can do a number on them. What do you think?
3: So, yeah, my kid was talking, so I had to mute it just in case it come through. But, yeah, no, I do think we can beat him. I do think Roy's, Roy goes through these little waves, doesn't he? It's like five games without a win and then they'll all be getting on his back and then they'll go five games and win four of them or something. He has these little runs. Hopefully that that beat that beating that they got at Leeds keeps that momentum in oh, favour yeah. of the negative for us uh, and, and Zaha not being in. It does make it a winnable game. It is a difficult place to go, but it's only usually difficult with the fans, and they have no yeah. fans, so they got no fans. So they let's let's do doing because I think there's a real opportunity to do it, especially yeah. if Zaha's not playing.
2: Yeah, I, I think we can do it, and I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna start this run of fixtures. <coughs> excuse me, um, with a win, and I think I think by the end of this run of fixtures, I genuinely believe that we will be well clear of relegation, and. People that listen to this podcast and people that know me quite well, I, I tend to be quite negative. Um, so for me to be going into a run of fixtures and expecting this to be completely clear of relegation is uh, is quite uh, unusual. But if we don't win any of these games, I think we're down. That is that is that is that is where I am. If we don't win any of these games against F- Palace, West Brom and Fulham, we don't deserve to stay up. We deserve to go down. Well, but do I think that will happen? Do I think we will lose every single game against M three sides? No. Well, the podcast next week will be after two of the games, so oh I might God. be a little bit more depressed. It if, might be a if, might be,
3: if, a, might be if, a depressed podcast. If, like I want to review this episode. Write this down. Get some pen and paper. This episode where you said we get beat all in three
2: games, we'll get relegated. I, 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 I hope you're wrong. We're not going to lose all games. We, we are good enough these days. When when we have our our main spine, we are more than good enough to beat Fulham, to beat West Brom especially. West Brom are so bad. They are terrible. They had a mini resurgence when Big Sam took over, what, drawing against Liverpool or whatever it was, but they're still shit. They're not good enough. Sam's going to get his first relegation on his CV. Palace, they're a different breed. With Zaha, they could easily turn us over 3-0, to be honest. Without Zaha, we could easily do a job on them quite easily. Fulham, they just seem to draw every week. It's like people always say like, oh, what's sort of like a, a thing in football that you always think is the case, but it never happens. And people are like, oh, Burnley lose every week, but stay up or, or, or stuff like that. Fulham draw every single week. Every time I check Fulham's result, they've drawn. All they ever do is draw. Every time they're on television, they draw. So do I think we'll beat Palace without Zaha? Yes. Do I think we'll beat West Brom? Yes, I think we'll beat West Brom quite comfortably at turf. Um...
4: And do I think we'll beat
2: Fulham at the turf? Yeah, I I think we'll beat Fulham at the turf as well. I I think the next three games is your prediction. That sounds too optimistic for me, so I'm not going to say it. Um, But fuck it, go on. So Mark Howarth... uh, Mark Howarth loves to say that we sit on the fence. Here you go, Mark. I want a free partner milk for this. Nine fucking points. We're going to get nine points on these next three games. Only if Zaha's not playing now, that's your disclaimer. If Zaha's not playing, six points. If Zahar is playing six points, sorry, Zahar is. I don't know why I can't <laughs> talk today. If Zahar's not playing nine points, if Zahar is playing six points, right? I like
3: this. I like this little game next season. Well, also, how,
2: many, how many points do you think we're going to get for these next three games? Six. So we're going to get beat against who? It You've just Palace. said we can beat
3: Palace. You've just it said can we can Paris. beat them, though. But wait, I don't know if. if... think he's playing Um, (laughs) there's got to, I think seven points
2: so draw at Palace and winning the other two yeah we could easily draw against Fulham if we drew if we beat Palace and drew against the other two obviously they're not picking up three points so that's still good enough it's still keeping it down there we can't lose against Fulham and West Brom if we're going to lose, lose against Palace on Saturday. But do not lose against Fulham and West Brom. But before we go, what's your actual score prediction then for the Palace game? Uh, what did you say? 2-1 Burnley. 2-1 Burnley. I'm 1-0 Burnley. I think, I think we're going to do it. If Zaha's playing, forget it. Go on. Concentrate on the Fulham game. No, I'm joking. Um, but yeah, I do, I do think we'll win. Um, but that's pretty much it then, unless you've got anything you want to talk about. No, I'll
3: go. Thank you very much. I'll tell you what, actually, on the Alidas comment you just made about him never getting relegated, really if you're Alidas and you've got like one game to keep him up, would you quit just before that game just so you don't get on your CV? Well,
2: does, I don't know how CVs in football management work. Like Obviously, it's, it's going to be there, isn't it? Yeah, you'll never be been in charge when they went down, but everyone will, will know you were there. Do you? But, I'd, yes, I'd do it just to be a dick because it'd be funny. It would yeah. be funny if he didn't, wouldn't it? If he just quit before the yeah. season. Yeah, ballsy. I'm not having this on my C V. Uh but yeah, uh, watch along Saturday. I don't know what time the game is because I haven't checked yet. But are you free? No matter what time the game is. I presume it's Saturday, so you want is the game even on Saturday? Say again, sorry. Is the game even on Saturday? Um yeah, it's I think it's a normal kickoff time. Is it? So we've had two normal kickoffs in the space of two weeks. That is oh, very, is that- very unusual. Might be last week. No, it is. It's three o'clock. It's three o'clock on Saturday. I like like that. Football's finally starting to feel normal again. Um, But yeah, we will have a watch along. We may have a fan, not fan reaction. We will, of course, have a fan reaction. We may have a pre game show before the game. If I can find a Palace fan uh, that wants to talk about the game that I haven't haven't pissed off, Um, (laughs) fingers crossed I can find one. Um, And we will, of course, have a match reaction, a fan reaction. So plenty of content coming up from Turfcast over the next few days. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, that's it for me. That's it from Simon. And we will, of course, see you for the watch along. Definitely 100% on Saturday at 3 o'clock. Fingers crossed. Johnny and um, Jared are available as well. But we'll see you there, definitely.
5: Podcast Network.
0: 18 plus.